0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: To Armageddon, uh, if you will. Uh you know, I know it's, we're getting a lot of snow here in Ohio. Uh the South our friends in the southeastern United States are getting uh more snow than bargaining for even though in some places they're only like half an inch on the ground and they're crying and complaining it's like it's like coming to Jesus Christ world. But anyway, welcome to the show. This is Scott Burks. Uh I'm this is the Clown Hour. Um, this podcast is a part of my sports ball called The Clown Times, and that's Clown of K, by the way, you can find me on the web at www.theclowntimes.net, and you can find me on Facebook, <clears throat> just, um, do a search for The Clown Times in the upper left hand corner of Facebook, and, you know, in the search window, just type in The Clown Times, again, it's Clown Spill K, you can find me there. Um... This is going to be a very interesting podcast because, um, you know, we're we're pretty much – it's all NFL. It has been all NFL in a while. You know, college football is over, and the NBA is just really going to start. I always said that the NBA doesn't really start until after Christmas. Um, So this is going to be all all NFL except for the very end where we'll have a remembrance of Keith Jackson, the famous – uh, broadcaster who passed this week at age 89, pretty much a long life. But I just remember, like you know, times in my childhood when I started watching college football hear his voice, like on on ABC with all the college games and everything. Just it was just awesome. So I will get to that in a minute. For but now I introduce y'all my 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 pretty much my partner in crime in all things sports. Uh, you see him well. You, you actually stage You should actually hear him on um on uh, Sleazy Radio every Tuesday night here on Blog Talk Radio. I get it together one of these days and you'll find him his blog, the, the Yard slash HBCU Sports. It wraps about all things, HBCU Sports. Dwayne Nash in the house. How you doing brother? Scott,
2: I am doing well this week. How about yourself?
1: Um I'm chilling literally and figuratively. Uh it's cold <laughs> as like, like it's cold as bleep. And I finally managed to purchase some, you know, those 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 Under Armour or Nike. Uh, 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 I call them long johns, but we're not long johns. You see a lot of ballers like wear those tights on the basketball courts now. I think Kevin Kevin Durant and uh, Steph Curry and, and a few others wear them. But at any rate, I had to purchase one because apparently because it is cold. It's too cold to be walking around in the snow, walking from yeah. my car to my office. It's like a ten minute walk, and the sub freezing temperatures. A pair of pants they ain't cutting it alone. So, <laughs> nah, nah.
2: You mean yeah, the exactly. compression tights? I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I get it. You know, thankfully, um, I've I've had to avoid. It's been cold here in DC as well. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but um I have a coat that I have nicknamed uh Matthew Henson. And Matthew it's, it's hit, pretty warm, well, man. That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Keeps me warm, you know. I've, I've had it for some time, man. You know, still does its job. But um, I haven't even had to pull that out yet because you know the hoodie that I have and the scarf that I have, man, it's, it's nice and it's been doing me as a, it's been doing me well. Not to say that I couldn't have used Matthew, but man, it's, mm-hmm. it's you know it's been tough. And I will say this: um, I just came back from Roanoke, Virginia, on Monday. Uh, there was what mm-hmm. is called the HBCU Spirit of America Bowl, which happens yeah. in the second year that it's been going on. And it's basically an all-star game for HBCU seniors who don't get an opportunity to go to the Reese, uh, Reese's Senior Bowl or to the East-West Shrine Bowl so they can go ahead and work out in front of these uh, uh, pro scouts and, and get that last uh, uh, opportunity before it's time for, uh, for pro days. And um, – I went to Roanoke in November, and it was pretty cold up in the mountains, so I had to go ahead and get myself prepped. and had my scarf. and had my, my, my hoodie, and I was good. But I, that, 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 uh, those compression tights would have done me well during the CIAA championship game because it nice. was cold.
1: And, <laughs> and by the way, for those of you who don't know who Matthew Henson is, Google him. That's all I have to say. That's Please. a homework assignment. Google him. Oh, especially You'll if you, learn. Have, you have
2: 13 days. Yeah, thirteen days. Exactly. to come up against (laughs) them.
1: There you go. Before we really start educating you, but at any rate, um, (laughs) yeah, man. Again, like you know, we got the NFL. We had the NFL divisional round games and this crazy ass inning, and Minnesota. We'll get to that in a moment, but let's talk about my Steelers being upset by the Jaguars. The reason why, for two reasons why I want to start this off, a as one knows. My mama knows. I'm a Steelers fan, big Steelers fan. And secondly, it's spawned up a lot of interesting news post game throughout yeah. the week so far. And it's we're going to get to that in a moment, but we're just focusing on the game first. Dude, I was watching that mess in and Buffalo Wild Wings. And by the way, like <laughs> before I really get involved, like uh, I, I I don't know if you you heard of this, Cat. Um, he goes by Ed the Sports fan, his name is Eddie Masonette the third. He's like like a he's he's a front brother of mine, but he does some work with the NBA now and okay. I think he did work one part time with Jarbucker, but I say his name because he's a big Jacksonville Jaguars fan. There's not wow. that many of those outside of Jacksonville, Florida, but he's a big Jacksonville exactly. Jaguars fan. True true okay. and blue. True and teal blue, if you will. And we were talking in the past about the Jaguars and he'll come on my show in the past and we we'll do those like those uh, which called the Super Fan Podcast, like, like during the preseason. He'll talk about his flags, wow. and they've been down for the last few years that we know, as we both know, like 10 years or so, maybe a little less than that. And he has been hyped over Twitter. And he was going to – he's very busy because of the NBA season, obviously, but he was trying he, – he was, he was wanting to come on his podcast tonight and wrap with us about the Jaguars and how he's still on cloud nine over that – over that game, and yes, he well should be. No one saw oh, this of coming outside the Jacksonville Jaguars locker room. No one saw this coming. Twenty-one no. to nothing the league before I could blink an eye. Twenty-one to nothing, and of course, Big Ben brings it back as much as he could. But we were hurt by turnovers. Well, two turnovers, mm-hmm. but they were they, they were painful because they led to fourteen points.
2: Um, yeah.
1: Curious play call on fourth and short. The first one was a. Interesting, well, not inches, just flat-out stupid pitch out on 4th and inches.
0: Yeah. And
1: the second 4th and inches in the second half, we're moving the ball. They are elected to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. It, but my problem is you got a guy that's 6'5", 250, goes 260 at quarterback, who's 18 for 19 lifetime on quarterback sneaks. Why mm-hmm. the hell do they want a quarterback sneak? It's beyond me. And someone asked Big Ben that question and he pretty much said the same thing. It's beyond him as well. He said, quote, it's above my pay grade during the coaching staff under the bus. But we'll get to that in a moment. But basically, man, I mean, who's to blame to this debacle that happened in, Jackson, in, in Pittsburgh? I mean, did the Jaguars win it or did the Steelers coaching staff just handed it to them on a the silver platter?
2: I'm going to go ahead and, and lean on both. Um, mm-hmm. Wow, the, the answer about Big Ben, I, I heard it earlier today, but kind of glossed over it. But hearing it again mm-hmm. stabs twice as hard now. But, yeah, it was a situation where you can you can look at you know, both sides are culpable in this situation, right? Um, mm-hmm. Now, I didn't get a chance to watch the entire game. I had to follow it being that the game was going on the same time as the bowl game, right? But I did catch mm-hmm. the first hour of the game, the first half hour of the game, and before I left my hotel room, Jacksonville scored that touchdown and mm-hmm. then been through the interception. But as even before then, as Jacksonville was coming out of the tunnel, I said to myself, "Uh oh, these dudes don't yeah. look like the cold weather's bothering them." Yeah, it may it's be that me. kind of game. Yeah. yeah, so I saw that. And then, like I said, Jacksonville goes up seven nothing, and then they get the pick. And I said to myself, "Uh oh, this does not bode well for Pittsburgh." But it's still early; it's seven nothing. I get to the game, you know, I get myself situated. I sit down. About ten minutes later, a guy comes into uh, to my area and says, "Pittsburgh is down twenty eight to seven." So, are you kidding me? That, 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 that's yeah. not right. That can't be right. So I'm watching the game that I'm at, and I'm following what's going on on my phone, and <clears throat> hearing some reactions from the game, and reactions on what's going on with Pittsburgh and Jacksonville. And oh my God! Now, first and foremost, the two first, the two fourth and ones that you that you just talked about, of course, those it's are going those to come up. because yes, because of the play calling. Now, mind you, had they worked. It probably wouldn't be as bad, but it's easy to point those out, right? Now, it, mm-hmm. it, it baffles me that Big Ben can't audible out of those situations. You're trying to tell me right. a QB of right. his caliber that has been in the league as long as he has can't audible out of those situations if he feels as though that it's going to work to do a QB sneak? Are you kidding me? A guy, yeah. I was yeah. thinking about this earlier because I know we're going to talk about it a little bit later on. If you think about the AFC, in the past 10 years, the top QBs that you think of in that conference, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Big Ben, not necessarily in that order, depending upon how you see it. So Mm -hmm. for him to be in the upper fifth
1: of the conference's
2: QBs, and he can't make that type of decision,
1: Unbelievable! Are you kidding Un- me? Freaking believable! Unbelievable! Which is that's, why Haley that's, got his ass fired? But yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know
2: that's 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 even that's even hitting because like I said before, if they convert these plays, then the play calling works. But yeah, the defensive side of the ball has to be comp- culpable for this as well. They give up 38 oh, points time. to a Jacksonville Jaguar team who, I said it on CG Sports. I said it here last week. They're yeah, helter skelter. I don't know what Jacksonville team is going to come out and, and, and play. I know, the, I, I know that Pittsburgh won't be a, a nine point uh, favorite, though, but I don't know what Jacksonville team is going to come out. If you told me Jacksonville was going to score 45 points, I would have laughed at you in your face. It probably cause you yeah. an expletive. I don't know. But <laughs> it, 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 it's, it, there's no way in the world because they've only scored more than 40 once this season. And that was on Sunday. That was on Sunday. This is a team that doesn't score a ton of points, but they score more than what people think. And I'll get to that a little bit later on as well. So you Mm. talk about Pittsburgh's offense not giving it up. You talk about Pittsburgh's offense making mistakes, but at the same time, you know, Big Ben, he had, what, 469 yards passing, five touchdowns, one pick, right? Yeah. You look at Big Ben's record. Before Sunday, whenever he's tossed for five touchdowns in a game, this is career for Big Ben, he's five and Ooh. zero. You know, well, said, let me just say. Uh, yeah, he's five. Whenever he's passed for five or more touchdowns, he's five and zero. Whenever he's passed for more than four hundred and sixty yards in a game, the Steelers are three and zero. So it's 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 just weird. My this is where it gets really weird. If Big Ben passes between 400 and 499 yards within the game throughout his career, he was one and three or one and four. So now he's one and five. So if something about passing mm. between 400 and 500 yards, they don't win. The Steelers don't win. But he passes more than 500. He passes five touchdowns. That should be a guaranteed dub.
1: But Dude, not. Let me tell you something. Demi, let, let me tell you something, man. If someone, I mean, similar to what someone told you about Jacksonville, if someone told me that my steals would score forty-two points yeah. on Jacksonville's top dog defense, uh-huh. I was like they, it should be it should be an ass whooping because be. someone would expect Jacksonville to score as many point points they score. Let alone thirty-eight on offense. I know they got to score on defense, but no one saw thirty eight points coming from Blake Bortles and company on offense. No one saw that. No, no, no one saw that coming. But I mean it in and, and it gets to to the defense, the personnel. The personnel on defense for Steelers are literally first and second and third round picks. Okay, and a few uh veteran signings. Of Good veteran science i mean mike mitchell And joe Hayden on that scrubs They can yeah. play but what Baffles me is Why the hell can't they keep a Team the same team that That banished to score 10 points Against buffalo the week before Why can't they keep them from scoring 38 points why Can't they keep them from running the football Why can't they do what buffalo did Buffalo is far less talented on defense Than the steelers are and yet exactly. they allowed them to come into Pittsburgh, sub freezing temperatures. That's why a team from Florida went to a team up north in freezing temperatures, and just did whatever the hell they wanted with them on offense. That that does you don't see that too often. I mean, you it's rare. It's rare Very that you rare. see that, and it's not like, so much at stake in the playoffs. I mean, that's just that's baffling.
2: Very baffling, very baffling. But you know what? When you hold the Steelers to seven points in the first half, no points in the first quarter, fifty-seven total yards in the first quarter on three drives, yeah. what do you expect? What do you expect? But uh, like I was saying, you know, this is a team as 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 as, as vaunted and, and as 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 fabled as Jacksonville's defense. Uh, uh, was this past season. And people are saying that this is one of the best defenses of all time. I don't see it. I just don't. No, yeah, I, don't, no I, don't I would probably that. say maybe that's, that's crazy. That second tier, because when I start hearing yeah. things like best defenses of all time, I think that bear, 85 Bears, of yeah. course, 2,000 yeah. Ravens, 2,000 yeah. Titans, which people don't talk about, who is actually statistically better than that Ravens team. And and there are a couple of other defenses out there that are are just as strong that I can't just name off the top of my head just that quickly. But there were some great defenses. That uh, that Giants team in the 80s. So there's there's a uh, a ton of other defenses that were fantastic. Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. that Bears squad. uh, 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 The Eagles in the 80s. So there were a lot of great Mm -hmm. defensive teams. But this was a team here, that Jacksonville team, don't get me wrong, they're pretty good. They give up about 17 points a game when the league average yeah. is 21. But this is a team that gave up forty five po- or 42 points. And before coming into Sunday, they were 1 in 5 whenever they gave up more than 22 points this season. So this was the situation, once again, you look at it by the numbers, five touchdowns by Big Ben, 470 yards passing by Big Ben, 42 points by that offense. They were supposed to have beaten – this team, but the two turnovers, mm. when you got the two turnovers, the slow start and the ability to catch up and, and, and come from behind, even though they, they had a, a valiant fight in the second half, what do you do? What do mm. you do? So Exactly.
1: Uh, I mean, if we could talk about the other gaps, coaching gaps, I mean, Mike Tomlin, might as well get into it right now. Um, I mean – I, I I fear that this will happen. The way the team pretty much practically overlooked, in my opinion, they overlooked Jacksonville when they're talking about facing New England again, and and you know when Le'Veon Bell was talking about having like uh, having two back to like back back to back rematches in the playoffs, and you know, Mike Mitchell saying that it could be Haiti, it could be in, in New England. does is bad. You're gonna go in there and beat them. And Mike Tomlin himself talking about uh, talking to Tony Dungy on NFL uh, on Sunday Night Game, which is a no-no. you don't say out loud, even though a lot of coaches are it. You don't say out loud. Mm-hmm. And you're looking ahead to New England. That just it, it's just bad oh. But I mean, I mean, the thing is, I mean, Mike Tomlin in between those those quotes by he by him and his players. The way I mean, his in coaching to sit it, like gaps. I mean, his time management at the end of the game was baffling. Mm-hmm. I mean, we already mentioned those two four for one calls that he didn't overrun. Yeah. and 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 you know the fact that um, uh, well, I just lost my train of thought. Oh gosh, I mean, he just he just been so so like so many bad. Oh yeah, the onside kick, the onside kick with two minutes more than two minutes left to go in the game got two timeouts down by seven. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand his rationale. He said that he didn't basically saying that, I mean, when, whenever you do an on kit like that, you're pretty much throwing a white flag and saying your defense can't stop them. But yeah. if you know that your defense can't stop them from driving 80, 70, 80, yards from down the field, what makes you think they can stop them driving only 40 to, to 30? That just didn't make any sense to me. It doesn't. So, I mean, let, let me just ask you this, man. Okay. Uh, we both know that they overlooked the Jaguars. That that's that's not that's that's that that question is, it's not even worth asking. Why well, ask you this? Mm-hmm. Should Mike Tomlin be on a hot seat because of the bad game that he had against uh, coach game he had against the Jaguars and the issues that crept out throughout the season, even though they finished thirteen and three? So, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Man, I said this. In, in, in the double uh uh the double s group that we're in.
1: Yes, yes. This is yep.
2: first world problems. This is yes. first world problems.
0: <laughs> because Very much
2: so. like, you know, like I just said not too long ago, when you think of the AFC, especially within the past ten years, you thought about you think about maybe four or five entities, if you will. Yeah. Peyton Manning, because of course he did it within the past year with both Indianapolis And with the uh, the Broncos, you think about the Patriots and Tom Brady and and, and Bill Belichick. You think about, okay, the Ravens, Mm -hmm. and you think about the Steelers. Those are the the four teams that you think about every year. It's it's, it's without controversy. Actually, three. You can really take the Ravens out of that equation because the Ravens, as, as competitive as they are, and yeah, they're capable of making it into the playoffs and and competing within the North Division, but they only made it they made it to Super Bowl once, and right. so they're like right on the edge of that top tier in the AFC. You start thinking of everybody else: right. the Bengals, the uh, 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 the Chiefs, um, maybe the Ra- the Raiders. You know, maybe. Uh, 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 the Jets, maybe the Dolphins, Tennessee, maybe, Houston, maybe. All of those teams are like looking up to those three or four organizations or have been for the past 10 right. years. And right. I understand that maybe uh, 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 Tomlin has not gotten as, as many trips to the Super Bowl as maybe the Steelers Faithful would like, especially the minority owners. But I want you to look at it like yeah. this: They've done a whole lot better than I would say at least twenty-five other teams, if not twenty-eight other teams in the league right now. Easily. Let me
1: give you a quick stat. We both like uh-huh. guys. We're both numbers, guys. Oh yeah, um, Love, them. Love numbers. Know, first, well, first of all, I wrote a uh, a, a column, well, a, a rant, a blog rant earlier today, saying why my Thomas should not and will not be fired. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mike Tomlin has yet to have a losing record. He's been coaching no. the team for 11 years, mm-hmm. and, and, and only one person, only, only, only one other coach can boast the same since Tomlin's first team that did not have a lose, has not had a losing record in that span. That's Bill Belichick. That's no. only one. The great Bill Belichick. Okay. Tomlin has a, six, a .649 winning percentage. For his career, yeah. that's the highest in team history. That's better than Chuck Noll and the great uh, uh, Bill Cowher. He's led his team to two Super Bowls, one and one. Okay, should have won both. I mean, people say should have won both if his second team was really healthy. It was healthy against uh, the Packers. I mean, who who else is going to coach him? Who else could coach the Steelers? I mean, yeah, I'm I having... know that. I mean I mean yeah I, I'm, I'm sorry man but I'll I'll get to do you stuff. but oh go I, I know that the likes of Jason Whitlock, Colin cowherd I like Colin hurt a lot. Says mm-hmm. claims that they the Steelers with given the talent believe that they have underachieved under Tomlin. Oh. A lot of fans feel that way. Well again, first like you said, first world problems. I would rather have 11 years of no losing record winning the division more often than not than being Panthers fan, Cowboys fan, Mm -hmm. definitely a Bengals fan and a Browns fan. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, just, it could be a hell of a lot worse. I mean, I'm thinking, I'm just thinking who the hell would coach this team other than Bill Belcher? I mean, who else could coach this team and get the, I mean, with all the chaos they've experienced this season, the Steelers, they, they finished 13-3. and three. <laughs> They finished 13-3. Yeah. and three. I mean, that goes to talent and coaching. He had those guys together. Again, look, I criticize Tomlin most of the year for, 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 for his team having so much drama, like a reality show every year, week after week after week. I really came out through him after the playoff loss to Jacksonville. Because that mm-hmm. was that yeah, was not a good day for Tomlin. Let's just be let's just be honest. But I don't think the man should be fired. That's that's stupid. That's very that stupid. stupid, But 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 uh, you about to go into something here, and I'm sorry I cut you off here, so you can have your thoughts back. Oh no,
2: that's fine. That's fine. Um, you should you should know who people were talking about. Uh, uh, well, it hasn't been said, but you should have an idea of who it is they probably want back to replace. I'm Mike Tomlin. And that's Bill Cowher. I heard a, a Steelers fan yeah. other day. you know, basically, uh, Mike Tomlin won his first Super Bowl with Cowher's players. And then, of course, he had that second trip where, you know, he, he won one with his own, and then, uh, of course, lost the other one. But it's mm-hmm. the era of the throwback. You know, they, they bring it back Gruden. Who is the other person that's out there right now, especially in, in terms of commentary that people will want to <clears throat> face again, and that's Bill Cower. Why not bring him back yeah. if you're clamoring for someone to really replace Excuse me, Mike Tomlin, which I would think would be, excuse me, once again, one of the dumbest things ever. It's stupid. It's, it's be situ- stupid to it's, replace him. It's very dumb. And then you have a situation right now where you're talking about a Le'Veon Bell, who's talking about probably not coming back. Big Ben, who is now coming back, but would like to have continuity, which means hit, hit, maybe Bell come back. So if Raviar don't come back, there's a possibility Ben don't come back. And, and then who do you bring in then if you don't have Mike Tomlin in that situation? Right. Exactly. exactly. Who's going to fix that? So, I
1: mean,
2: I mean uh, so go ahead, buddy. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. What I, what I need mean yeah. for whoever has a problem with Mike Tomlin to come be in my mm. shoes as a Skins fan.
1: And and to sit yeah. there
2: and, and and look at inconsistency.
1: My worst fan,
2: is a fan. <laughs> Oh 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 my God! Exactly. You know how I would you know how I would dream to have an Antonio Brown? Well, I mean we've had decent receivers since you know in, in the past twenty years. So I take that back. Sure. You know how I would love to have a Le'Veon Bell right now. Mm. I, I would love it, even though within the past twenty years, uh, 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 Clinton Porter has been. Has been fantastic, but for a short amount of time. Uh, 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 Chris mm-hmm. Thompson emerging, but he's got an every-down back. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, my God. And Le'Veon Bell, he got better over a year. He got better. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's why I'm like, okay, now, if are buddy heads and their conflict between the QB and, 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 and the OT, I see why you go ahead and you get rid of Todd Haley. I understand that. But I don't even think he should have gotten fired. But like I said before, if, if, if there was a, a proper reason to, the 42 points, Sunday wasn't it. Sunday wasn't the reason to fire yeah. him. It has to be something else to get rid of him. And, and, and I would uh, understand in that, in that degree, man. But to get the ball the hand man, just because you lost a, a, a game that you felt that you shouldn't have, Ludicrous. Chris that's, that's Chris
1: Bridges right there. For real. Well I, I don't know. Well, let me say this, man. We should fire the D C. The difference a quarter no. needs to go. Again. Again. You have a bunch of first and second and third round picks starting for. You, you have mm-hmm. two you have two free agent signees like over the past few seasons, the latest one being Joe Hayden, Mike Mitchell being the other. Mm-hmm. who are damn good players. There none of them were scrubs whatsoever. And yet you 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 started allowing big play, the big play the second half of the season start with the Packers. I mean you they made Brent Huntley look good. That's how they yeah. had his defense Was playing and you know gave up thirty nine points, thirty eight points right to Joe Flacco in Baltimore when they were struggling. And now you gave up forty or thirty eight offensive points to the same team that that barely scored ten points the week before to buff against Buffalo, that's inexcusable. Yeah. That's just bad yeah. schemes. That's just lack of focus. That that goes on coaching. That's,
0: mm-hmm. that's
1: that's coaching, man. So I mean, one thing: getting rid of Haley. He needs to get rid of Keith Butler, Butler the 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 defensive quarter and bringing someone like a Rex Ryan or something to get a lot of fire under these guys' asses because. Again, these are high draft picks starting on defense.
0: Mm-hmm. Starting
1: for our defense. There's no way in the hell we should, we should have given up thirty eight points, offensive points, to the Jacksonville Jaguars at home in a playoff game. No. It's it's just it's just it's just mind boggling. I mean, look, Leonard Fournette is a stud. I get that. He's gonna be a superstar in years to come. He, he, he's going he's, he's gonna to make the ring look stupid, too. More on that in a moment. But it's just inexcusable. You're the freaking Steelers. You're playing a team from Jacksonville, Florida, at home in sub-freezing temperatures, and yet yeah. you let them do whatever the hell they want to do on offense. Inexcusable. Not with that talent. So I, I think if they – and you know the definition of insanity – is it doing the same crap over and over again, the different results? If he brings uh-huh. back Keith Butler, I mean Keith Butler, I really do think Thomas has to be on the clock because that's Thomas. What's Thomas' specialty? Defense. So yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be a venture at his feet if he if his defense keeps coming up short because that's what's stopping this team. Even though again they finished thirteen and three, it just speaks uh-huh. to the talent of the overall team. They really need better defensive coaching. But one last thing on this game, man. You know, every every as in life, there's always a newcomer, right? It's like mm-hmm. this the newcomer, the, the, it's like the new lion in his pride comes to the Serengeti to knock off old faithful, right? It's like um, I'm thinking of like the Lion King. It's it's like uh, <laughs> uh, uh, what's what's name the the name was yeah Simba knocking off Scar is Uncle Scar. Yeah. It's, it's always someone like that. Even like the wire. It's always gonna be a Marl Stansfield to replace an Avon Barksdale. It's it's, it's gonna happen. The mm-hmm. string of bell. It's always gonna happen, right? How about these Jaguars? This 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 the A C was a two team comp it was a two team horse
0: mm-hmm. before the
1: playoffs, before the season. And now you got the new lion in the pride. You get in you know, in the pride lands. Uh you have the Jacksonville Jaguars, Marlowe Stansfeld, slash and even I, I look at them as the mess Seahawks two I see the Seattle Seahawks in these guys. Defensive oriented mm-hmm. team to run mm-hmm. the block on anyone and just and it just relies on decent quarterback play to get them over over the top. So yeah, I say all this to say this. What chance do you have them and give them in New England next week? You know what, Scott? I give them
2: a bunch of chance. You know, my, my thing yeah, is yeah, me
1: too. More than a bunch of chance.
2: You know, it, 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 coming into this past, we're well, going into last weekend, right? My thought process mm-hmm. was okay. You got you a. Uh, a star QB, you should have this. And, you know, I, I hate the phrase defense wins championships because defense mm. alone doesn't do it. You have to right. score points. You have to be able to score points as well as be able to stop people. And in most cases, right. if you win you a Super Bowl, you have both. It's that rare anomaly where the defense for the entire year was fantastic and you don't get out anything out of that offense. It, it, it's it's rare that it's happened. As a matter of fact, it's rare mm-hmm. that defensive coaches, when uh, uh, well, I shouldn't say rare, it, I, I would say offensive coaches, offensive-minded coaches, have a better record in Super Bowls than defensive-minded coaches. So to say the theory mm-hmm. that defense wins championships is only half the story, or in some cases even a third. But this team, the way they've been playing defense. And actually, the way they've been playing offense, everyone likes to talk about the fact that they, you know, they, they, they hold teams down. But this is still an mm. offense. If I told you that they average 21.2 points a game, you would say this team with Blake Bortles, a guy who barely throws more than one touchdown a game, really? They're averaging that many points? Yes, they are because of the amount of turnovers that they get, where they get turnovers, the fact that they're getting short fields. If they're capable of doing that to New England, plus a couple of other things, I got some more notes I'll point to a little bit later, but if they're capable Man. of doing the things that they do well against that Patriot team, they should be able to beat them. Yeah, I agree
1: with that. And I'll get to that more and more so later in the podcast, but I give them a great chance of going to New England and upset the Patriots. I'll be pulling for those guys heavily. Uh, what do you <laughs> think of the other Divisional Vongas. I mean, it seems like the other Divisional Vongas were all that important, right? <laughs> when we focus on the Jackals Steelers. But, but, but they were entertaining the games, especially the New Orleans-Minnesota game. I
0: mean, oh. God
1: bless that Williams kid. I mean, he had a great game, and he had an even better year along with Marcus Lattimore. You know, the Saints could be set... The Saints are set in the defensive backfield for years to come with those two guys. But be it as it may, you have only one job. Only one job. And look, I know the kid may have been caught up in the moment. I know he's probably afraid of interfering with them, getting a passive appearance call against them. But I mean the thing is is this man, is that all they had to do was all they had to do was tackle the dude and balance the game was over. Because Minnesota had no timeouts. They were down like, what, you know, there was like maybe five or so seconds left to go in the game. It's just, just, it's just, I feel bad for the kid. I really do. I think we may have lost Dwayne. Hold on. Hold on. Dwayne, you there, brother? I'm here. I'm here. Do you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear you perfectly. Okay. Okay, great.
2: Um, That's all for a second. Yeah. No, that was, that was me. I mistakenly hit my call button and just called back quickly. And got back in your queue before you get noticed that I didn't even left. Okay. But um, right. yeah, I just, huh. I I read something. You know, it was actually I, I read Monday Morning uh, QB when they basically said that Seattle was in the wrong defense. What they should have done was drop back nine in that situation, only rush two, because of course they only have five seconds, and, and 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 you know stop them because of course they didn't have any timeout. My thing is this: the defense that they called was fine. It should have worked,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but your boy misses the tackle. Williams completely whips on he the wins. tackle. Now, you know, some say he was attempting to avoid a pass interference call. Maybe so, but dude, if you're going to attempt to make a tackle, this is tackling one-on-one. Look at your target. Look at your target. Yeah. He didn't exactly. have his eyes on Stephon Diggs. At all, he completely just ducked his head, dipped his shoulder, and completely whiffed. And in doing so, hit his own man who probably had the only opportunity of stopping him from behind. And that's what happens in that situation. Now, mind you, uh, uh, Drew Brees did a remarkable job of keeping the Saints in this game. Because this is the same Saints team who all season long, after week two, the running game, the finally started to click with Kamara and with uh, Marsh Ingram. That they people were saying that they don't even need Drew Brees no more. You know, this this offense is clicking without him. All of a sudden, right. they go ahead and and they hold the Saints to to what about 60, 70 yards total rushing.
0: Yeah. And and
2: and, yep. and, and Drew Brees comes in and and plays lights out in the second half. Once again, another team that gets held to zero points in the in the in the in the first half uh, 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 by defense. So the Saints come out, they play as well as they played in the second half. Four lead changes in the last three minutes. All you have to do is make our play, and you come away with a dog on this one, man. But uh, I I, feel, I just feel bad for the for the for, for Williams. But once again, keep your eyes on the target, man. Make that hit. And, and that's the ball game, man. But they said it right. Minneapolis, miracle. And, of course, the memes have been hilarious. The one meme yeah, has to getting yeah. in the <laughs> way of, of Williams or, or placing uh, Williams in, in the, um, the, the, the the Sugar Shack painting by uh, Ernie Barnes. Uh, mm-hmm. I've laughed my, my ass off one. the past couple of days. But yeah. it's sad. It's, it's sad, man. But. You know, this is, this is going to be interesting to see what happens when Minnesota goes to Philadelphia because I'm going to say it's going to be interesting. I don't want to, I don't want to be tip Philly. my head too early, but
1: they it's going to be, be interesting. They'll, they'll be Philly. They'll be Philly. Mm-hmm. I mean, Philly, I want to say Philly, yet, Philly but is yeah. like, yeah, I mean, Philly is is handicapped on offense. I mean, look, they they play their asses off against Atlanta. Atlanta had no damn distance losing that game, by the way yeah know this is losing that
2: game, but you know here the point i what? think i think they do i think they do and, and I've been saying it all once again I, I I hate beating my own chest you know but I've been saying it all year Kyle shanahan has kind of hurt this team man it's and it, it, it showed his it, it really on the head once again this past weekend um you know you you've got a team with uh with Matt right with uh 210 yards passing and one touchdown, right?
0: Mm-hmm. In his
2: entire playoff career, Matt Ryan has had right. five playoff games where he's passed for 250 yards or less. Out of those five games, two of them happened this year. And in those five games, he is one in four. All five of those games, Kyle Shanahan was not the old coordinator in that situation. hmm once again, mm. in his entire playoff career, there have only been four situations in which uh, Matt Ryan has thrown for less than two touchdowns. He's one in three in those situations. Again, all times where Kyle Shanahan is not the OC in that situation. We saw how strong that offense was, how high-powered that offense was, 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 was with Kyle Shanahan. Since they were not capable of replacing that play-calling ability, that offense falls on dead, and that's exactly what we got on Saturday. You you had a situation. Yeah, it came down to that last play, and yes, Philadelphia's defense is pretty good, but that offense was, 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 was stinky dink on wheels, and, and they should have been able to <laughs> score more than 10 points, man. Stinky <laughs> dink so, I can remember that. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, oh, my God, man. Uh, the, the, Eagles, the Eagles have, have – held five of their last eight opponents to 10 points or less. But if you look at that resume of who those teams were, you'd be like, okay, I can see that happening to Dallas. I can see that happening to Oakland. I can see that happening to the to the, uh, to the the Eagles. And it happened to Atlanta. So those are the teams that it happened to, but are they going to be able to hold Minnesota to 10 points or less? I don't think so, bruh.
1: I don't think so. Yeah. I agree with that. Um let me uh so basically what we're saying is is like you know we we both have Minnesota in this game. I, that's what I'm guessing. We both have Minnesota in this game.
2: barring uh, a collapse from the offense cuz what I'm looking for, Philadelphia has problems stopping the run and as a matter yeah. of fact, if I remember correctly, where is that bad boy yeah, the Vikes the, the are 12-1 and one, uh, without Dalvin Cook. And uh, uh, out of the three losses that the Eagles have had, they have given up 100 yards rushing. And the Vikings average 124 without Dalvin Cook. So we know Minnesota's going to run the ball. And we know Philadelphia can't stop the run. And one of the two things right. that they say that you need when you travel in the playoffs, especially to a cold-weather climate, a great defense and a good running yep. game, and Minnesota has both, exactly. which is why I have mm-hmm. Minnesota going into Philadelphia and beating the
1: Eagles. Okay, so sharing a brain on that one. Um, so basically, going back to the Jaguars take Patriots. Mm-hmm. You know what, man? If I was a defensive coordinator, my, my game plan would go something like this. Jalen Ramsey, you see number 87 in blue? He belongs to you. Uh, the other cornerback, oboyé You see, and then Amendola, his ass belongs to you as well. Or maybe the the other kid, I I forget his name. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris Hogan, he belongs to you. Out of one of those, out of one of those two, you follow him. Miles Jack and the other linebacker, you follow like uh, New England's running backs. And you for the your front four, Clay S. Campbell and company. Record up all those sacks, you go hunting Tom Brady. That's that's why I think Jacksonville has a damn good shot of beating New England. A damn Mm -hmm. good shot of it. They have the defense. I mean, you look at the times the Patriots have lost in either Super Bowl or in Super Bowls or in the or the AFC Championship game. It's to a defense who can get after you with the front four. Denver and the Giants. They can get after you with the front four. And Baltimore too, the Ravens. Yeah. They can get after you. They don't have to blitz you. They can get after after you with a front four, maybe five. In Baltimore's case. And that's and you know, and that's that's why I think they have a, a chance, a good chance. The only thing that's holding me back is, is how would Blake Borders do can he do it back to back to back weeks? Can he win his legs back to back to back weeks? Can he not beat be, be, be uh beat himself and his team? back-to-back-to-back to back to back weeks. I don't think so. That's the only thing that's holding, me, holding holding me back from picking the Jaguars. As long as they keep feeding Leonard Fournette the Rock and his up the Rock, yeah, they give those play-action passes to Delaney, not, not Delaney Walker, but Mar- Mercedes Lewis and their fullback, mm-hmm. um, I think they'll be fine. But Bill Belichick is good at one thing other than cheating, is that he takes away what you do best on offense. And I think they're going to sell out to stop Leonard Fournette and make Bortles beat them. And for that reason, I like New England in this game by a touchdown. But I (laughs) I would not be shocked if Jacksonville pulls off the upset, and I'm pulling hard, and I'll be pulling hard for Jacksonville to pull off the upset. What say you?
2: Now, in order for Jacksonville to win, of course, everyone's talking about Jacksonville's defense. But I'm gonna start pointing mm. out a few things that Jacksonville will need to do defensively in order to win the game, right? Mm. So, in the past seven games, the, the Jaguars are five and two when the offense gains. Actually, no, the season. No, in the last seven games, I'm sorry. The Jags are five and two when the offense gains more. Actually, it's. The, I'm sorry. I take that back. The entire season. The Jags are Mm 5-2 when the offense gains more than 370 yards combined. So, of course, Mm they're going to have to get offense from both the running and the passing game. The Jags are also 5-0 when they rush for more than 93 yards. The thing is, Mm -hmm. the Patriots haven't given up more than 84 yards a game in their last three. Now, the two games before that, which were Pittsburgh and, and Miami, yeah, Pittsburgh and, and Le'Veon Bell rushed for about 120-something yards against them and lost, but that was a game that Pittsburgh should have won. And the game right. before that, pass rush from Minnesota, not Minnesota, I'm sorry, from Miami, and you had uh, the Dolphins out game them by about 70 yards that game on the ground. So those are two things that you need to look out for. The running game, mm-hmm. actually there are a few things you need to look out for. The running game of Jacksonville, uh, uh, the passing game from Blake Bortles. Now, another thing you need to watch out for Blake Bortles is he cannot turn the ball over because when he doesn't right. turn the ball over, the, the Jaguars are 11-3 when they don't turn the ball over this year. And mm. then 2-6 and six when he turns the ball over at least once. So it's almost a death wish if, the, if, if Blake Bortles turns the ball over just one time. So if he can come out of this game unscathed, and the winning game is, is, is all point and they rush for more than 90 yards, I'm expecting mm-hmm. those two things are to happen. Jacksonville is supposed to win this game. But if those two mm. things happen and they don't, I will be shocked. That would mean that uh, 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 New England's offense has greatly outgained Jacksonville's offense in that situation at home and put up a ton of points. So those are two things you need to watch offensively. Everyone's talking about Jacksonville's defense. Look for that run game. And also, in their losses this year for for New England, they've been outgained by 70 yards per game. So if they can not only run well, but outgain New England on the ground greatly. And also, a great boarder can take care of the ball. Look for Jacksonville to come away with a W this weekend. But I don't know if it happens. I, I I agree with you. I think that New England wins this one, and I'm I'm looking at somewhere between seven and ten points as a as a as a victory for the
1: for the Patriots. Yeah, same here. Uh, before like like uh like uh, like before we close, man, I'm sure you heard the news about um, Keith Jackson, the great sportscaster yes. at ABC for College Sports. Passing, he was 89 years mm-hmm. old. I mean it's it, you know, like I think uh what's his name for for the Chicago on, on the Bears, thirty for thirty, the Bears. Uh the eighty five Bears, uh Mike Sigretary said, you know, when we get the older we get, the more goodbyes we'll say. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just like we see we seen I mean, hell, huh, twenty sixteen proved that, you know, passing the prince oh. and a few other celebrities we grew up loving and being fans of. But Keith Jackson, man, I don't know about you. I started watching college football in the late '80s, and mm-hmm. that was long before the proliferation of cable television. Right? I mean, sure ESPN yeah. was around. ESPN two came out came about in '89, '90 ish, I guess, maybe a little bit after that. But mm-hmm. one, but one thing for sure on college football on a Saturday afternoon, there would be like the big games would be on ABC and CBS, especially mm-hmm. ABC, and hearing that voice. Coming to you live from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. You know, just just you knew it was a big game if Keith Jackson was there. You yeah, Keith knew Jackson was the the going down.
2: You knew it. Yeah.
1: You knew it was a big deal, and you know he called the national championship game when, when uh, if I'm not mistaken, when 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 uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide beat down the Hurricanes at the Sugar, at the Sugar Bowl. You know, Probably. in the in the in the Superdome. I mean, he. I mean, it, I remember that game. I mean, it's it just whatever Keith Jackson was doing, you knew it was a big game. He knew it was a great moment. He was a German off field. I mean, he's old-school Southern guy. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just it was just a joy to listen to, even up until he retired. I, I enjoyed listening to it and I missed that voice on ABC. I mean, look, granted, I mean, you know, ABC's owned by Disney now. And so you yeah. have, all, of course, the ESPN personalities on on the ABC games this afternoon and at night, primetime. But, man, and those guys do a great job. Chris Fowler, uh, 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 you know, Kirk Herstory, all those cats, they do a great job. Um, Yeah. But there will never be another Keith Jackson. There will never be another Keith Jackson. So he lived a long life, again, 89 years of age. But, damn it, he was one of my football guys, college football guys. And I I miss him. I, I really miss him. Now,
2: my Keith, uh Jackson story is is for association, right? Now, mind you, mm-hmm. I'm like you. Actually, I didn't start watching college football heavily until around mm-hmm. 90, 91, 92 when I started getting into FSU. I grew up a huge FSU fan, of course, and, until I went yep. to A&T and, and became an, an Aggie and started watching, of course, HBCU football. But. Even before, right. even after then, I, I still would follow ACC football. Still watch Florida State. And while as an undergrad, you know, a, a, a childhood friend of mine who I went to church with, he ended up attending University of Colorado, played tight end out there with uh, uh, um, Cordell Stewart. So nice. you, you, you see where I'm, I'm. I'm about to go into the direction with this this story, right? Um, yes, especially for those who are huge college football fans, <laughs> right? So. The, the biggest game that I remember – now, of course, my boy didn't get a chance to play much because, um, God, I forget who the tight end was at Colorado that was ahead of him that ended up going into the league and playing for a while. But um, my man's dad he always found a way to stand behind coach so he can get camera time, right? Yeah. And, and this game was was, was was bigger than most because it was, it was at uh, Michigan. And it was, of course, the huge Hail Mary pass yes. to your boy, yes. Michael Westbrook. So, right. of course, Keith, Keith Jackson is calling that game. And I'm laughing at my boy getting camera time and, of course, laugh, and, and enjoying this, this huge game because, of course, Colorado is coming in as underdogs against the Michigan. And I think right. that was around mm-hmm. the time Charles Woodson was playing with Michigan, too. But, Quarter slash comes in with that deep bomb to, to, uh, to Westbrook at the end of the game. Man, just those, those those fantastic games between Michigan and Ohio State. Like you said, man, the Alabama-Florida uh, uh, games, Florida State games, or whatever, they were playing championship games, uh, that, that FSU-Virginia Tech game. Whenever it mm-hmm. was a big game, and it was ABC Sports, you saw that little logo on the side, man. Keith right. Jackson was there. You knew it was hammer time, and it was going to be a fantastic one, man. And and even though it's still great, it just doesn't feel the same. And to be without that same. Whoa Nelly, man, that 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 Whoa Nelly was 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 just classic. And you you Whoa, knew it was Nelly. Saturday when you heard it, man. So yes, you know, I it got to, to have him go a week after your boy, man, it's, 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 it's tough. It's tough. Cause my, yeah. my childhood and young adulthood, a piece of that is now gone, man. With we, them now gone, especially when you're talking about sports commentary and, 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 and mm-hmm. the voices of that, you know, now just, just not long, no longer being here, man. And it's, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow, man. You know, it it, it, it is, but, you know, I, I'm I'm just glad that I, I was capable of having that type of greatness. Because if you think about it, man, there's some staples, but mm-hmm. those guys won't be those guys. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and, and I feel bad for this current generation that they may not they won't they may not have that same feel and that same joy. Now, don't get me wrong, Joe Buck is nice, Herb Streets nice. All of these cats. Yeah. What's your boy? Um, um, Chris. Uh, uh what's his Fowler. name? Chris
1: Not
2: Fowler. Fowler.
1: Yeah. The yeah. um,
2: no, the guy from uh, from Fox Sports. Oh, you're
1: talking about, so, uh, well, you talking about? Well, ah, damn it. Um, God damn it! I know what you're talking about. Um, the black guy uh, was always yelling. Yeah, Gus Johnson.
2: Gus Johnson. Gus, Gus yes. Johnson. Yeah. So you you yes. got your good Johnsons and all those guys, man. So. I called him Chris. I don't know why I called him Chris. I was, that's what was. I was thinking about Davis. That's what I was thinking about. I was thinking about Davis. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, Gus Johnson, you got Gus Johnson, man, but it's it's still few and far between, but you don't have those legends. And and, 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 and this generation is going to miss out on, on legendary sports commentary, man, and I kind of feel bad for him.
1: Well said. Well said, brother. And who could forget, one last thing, who could forget that call in the championship game, that championship game between Ohio State and Miami, where Miami got robbed. And oh. remember when they the pass break up at the end zone? You heard that voice. You knew someone was up when he said, "Hold the phone." You got a flag on the
0: yes. phone.
1: Yes. And now it's that, was Hold that the, the, the phone. Hold the phone. Another yes.
0: Passing yes.
1: Hold yes. the phone. Yeah, Oh so, my God, gosh, We're gonna miss him. I miss him already. And uh, yeah, well, well said, bro. Well said. Hey, man. Thanks a lot, man. We'll do this again next week. And baby, just baby, the Patriots won't be in the Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> so, see, you, you, that, you know, the that, league that might
2: man. not like that. The uh,
1: league know, might I not like that at all. We won't talk about the league, man. We won't talk about that. All right, man. Take a life, brother. That's my guy, Dwayne Nash. Please check him out on, on Sleezer Radio every Tuesday night you know, here on Blalto Radio as well as. Uh, it's the y'all Says HBCU Sports We represent all things HBCU Sports And the WS Project on Facebook Where we're just a bunch of brothers and sisters To talk about sports and, and having a good old time Anyway, thank y'all for tuning in This is Scott Brooks with The Clower Y'all stay warm And a good old six to y'all Night, good evening Have a nice life <laughs>